Hello everyone, welcome to Unrepresented, a podcast series that identifies and explores issues of representation in public leadership, business, and nonprofits. My name is Camila de Jesus, and on today's Pop Culture Vulture episode, I'm joined by founding CEO Laura Donnelly and content producer Frankie Alanis to discuss our favorite and least favorite LGBTQ shows and tropes. We're talking the L word, we're talking card stoppers, and of course, mentioning the Disney and Pixar drama. Enjoy! do have something that is pretty pop culture-y. Um, so Machine Gun Kelly, I don't know if y'all eat. <laughs> this is random. No, no uh, we don't. Okay. I do. He's a rapper. I, I he's not a ra- He's like a pop punk. He's not a rapper anymore. He's like pop punk trying to pop be like... Pop punk rapper, boy from Ohio. He He's like, you know, the stereotypical tatted guy. He is dating Megan Fox, whom we've seen in Transformers and jennifer's body i love her um and so he made a movie called good morning that's very bad it is real bad it's like not bad like offensive but just like bad it's like uh, like trying to be one of those like stoner comedies like pete davidson's in it everyone's in it like a lot of people are in it avril lavigne is in it it's it wasn't anyway but the only reason I bring it up is because in that movie, Megan Fox is in it, obviously, because they're, like, engaged, I think, now. And mm-hmm. she plays, like, this gay girl. But the weird part about it is that, like, in it, it's, like, the way they introduce her is literally just showing just her boobs. Like, not, I mean, like, she's wearing, like, a tiny, 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 tiny little, like, bikini top. And then you can see, like, all her boobs. And then, like, the whole time, all these dudes are, like, smoking, and they're like, wow, she's so hot, she's so amazing, and everything. And she, like, bends over really seductively, and then she's like, you guys are staring at me. And she's like, guys, I'm into girls. And it just, like, really annoyed me. <laughs> it was, because it was like, good. yeah, it was like, what is that representation? Um, yeah, I like that really bothered me because also Megan Fox has been super vocal about being oversexualized, not wanting to be oversexualized, and then she's like in this role and queer women are always oversexualized, like always. Yeah. It's always like for the male gaze, and this is literally that. Like they're all smoking weed just staring at her as she like bends over and it was like it's pop culture, but it was it was it was not good. Um it was like that's yeah. the type of representation we're trying to trying to get away from. That's bad what not cinema. to do bad in representation. Cinema. Isn't she like bi? Yeah, I she think, is. Yeah, <clears throat> but isn't it amazing? Like they they I mean, that's an old trope, right? This sort of the yeah. exotifying a lesbian, or I mean, or she's portraying yeah. a lesbian, portraying a lesbian badly. <laughs> I can't believe it's still, yeah, like, I, I would... Um, yeah, it came out, like, this month. As if it was made in, you know, 1990. Like the early 2000s or something. Yeah, it was, it's so weird. And also because she's, she is bisexual, right? And she has literally vocalized, like, when she did Jennifer's Body, her and Amanda Seyfried, like, kiss, like, for one scene. And they knew when they did that, that that was going to be the only part of marketing. Like, they knew that that was going to be overplayed and over-sexualized, and that was all their characters were going to be reduced to. And it's like, okay, so then your literal fiancé makes a character that's just that kind of worse, because Jennifer's body is actually, like, kind of great, but, like, okay. It's very I mean, weird. And, and anyway. We- <laughs> that is Hollywood's, 
that is Hollywood's perception, right, of, of women being attracted to... What is the one, the dangerous... This is how Hollywood does it, you know, without any consciousness <laughs> of what queer uh, yeah. attraction is. So that said, who's doing it? Yeah. Who is doing it well, though? Who's doing it well? Well... And now I'm curious because that's like how they they made a girl, right? Like they oversexualized her. So in the L word, because I've never seen it, was that oversexualized? Because I remember the ads were very like raunchy from what I remember. But that might have just been my. Frankie, perception. you're shaking your head. I thought it was, it was very sexy. I mean, I'm thinking of the OG one. So well, it's even the, I thought it was. The new one. Yeah, the OG even one. Even the is new one, no. But I feel like, well, yes, but it was also I on HBO. I feel like it was in a good way. So. It was in a good way. It did yeah. uh, traditional Liberation. love, you know, the buildup of sexual attraction, the forbidden relationships, right? Like uh, denying yourself, mm-hmm. of, you know, and then eventually they, they can't help themselves. Like, I, I think they did that well, right? It was very sensual, um, but, yeah, you know, with integrity. Yeah, it wasn't... What do you think? Do you think it was for? I think I mean, there was a little hint of it that was for to, you know, be accepted by the mainstream mm-hmm. audience. I think that, like, so the beginning of, like, it's just, like, a weird start. Like, you start off with, like, I mean, just, like, looking back at the plot of it, like, it starts off and you see, like, this girl comes home to visit her boyfriend and then you realize she realizes that she's somehow like part of this community but i mean it did a good job of representing i think um lesbians uh and and, and by uh by women but I, I don't think it did a good job of voicing the uh, transgender like there was a there was a um max it was a horror show a character it was max a- it was max what happened Oh, you would be devastated, Camila. You'd be. Oh no! So they, they was, bring this uh, this wrong, guy in. Who is she? Who is he with? I don't remember who he was with. I think he was with. I know. Where did that character come from? It was a I don't know. Friend. They they definitely were like they needed a place to live. Um, they hadn't fully identified any transition yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, mm-hmm. I, I don't I know. Think there was, it was the, what's her name? The one. Alice? The annoying one. Shane? The annoying one's name. Jenny. No, Alice oh, is not the annoying Jenny? one. No, Shane. Jenny was, was like a Jenny, fatale, the one that Jenny in the, the end. Yeah. The Don't one that came in to see her boyfriend. She was. Oh. I'm not. She was living next door with her boyfriend, right next to Bet. Right. And she discovers. Okay. Her, yeah. Discovers she was annoying. Weird. Yes, she was annoying. I hated that character. I hate her and literally everything that she does. Um, okay. Just, Wait, That's I'm going to be devil's take. advocate. I don't like, I... What do you, so Frankie, what do you think, what bugged you about it? Was it that it wasn't authentic? Was, do you think it was thrown in there to make, oh, yeah. again, straight audiences feel comfortable? No, because I, mean, she, she I think annoying. from, well, for her, yes, she was just annoying. But I mean, I understand like the plot into it. Like it's like someone's dipping their toes in, trying to figure themselves out, like normal. But as far as, like, the, the trans, like, part of it, you were given this character, and they were, it wasn't genuine to what 
a trans man goes through whenever it comes to hormones. Like, I think at one point there was, like, a scene where, like, he was really mad and he got, like, over, like, over mad. And I think he was, like, about to, like, hit her or something like that. Or, and that's violent. just not, like, yeah. what happened. He you got don't violent. become Hulk. <laughs> so basically, like, like, yeah, in my opinion, it's like you're you're almost made to feel like this person is the enemy to this community. And I didn't like that. But they were very uncomfortable, yeah. right? They they didn't have a when was they didn't that have a language to when to was be the original Max. When was it, Frankie? That's a good Frankie, question. How, uh, you were young. I think like early you were very 2000s. young. Because I was wondering, was this pre or post Caitlyn Jenner? Absolutely. Oh yes, yeah, I mean pre. It was pre. Seven. Two thousand seven. Okay. Let me check. I would meet up with my friends. We would watch it on Showtime. It w- I mean, streaming wasn't a thing yet. So um, we would watch it on Showtime. Yeah. On Sunday night, we would get wings. And I did not have a baby yet. So it definitely was before 2009. <laughs> but Camila, I feel Camila's out of the loop. I feel like but Camila, like, they, they didn't have No, a, I'm so into like it because I like, I've known everything about this trans. show. I've known about it. I feel well, like evidently so not eager. if that's what they were doing. It just, it seems like before Caitlyn Jenner, not that Caitlyn Jenner is like the trans representation, but I think not really before, right, no, <laughs> but I think before <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner You're came out, it was just not in the public sphere. And and then afterwards, everyone wanted to have like a trans story and Glee did it and everyone like tried to shoehorn it and now I think we're getting actual good trans representation in some ways. But yes. yeah, I think before then people had no idea because even... Um, in Friends, Chandler's mom technically now would be classified as like a trans woman and was, or, or dad turned mom, whatever, was like brutally made fun of and like in really rude ways. And especially by like the, um, his own mom, his own mom would be like saying things like calling him a crossdresser and like all this like transphobic crazy stuff that is like, they just had no actual concept of what like a real trans woman was so a lot of hidden wiener jokes a lot of hidden dick jokes Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. so many yeah and it's just like it's just like you don't even know what you're talking about like remotely i was gonna say well i think that's what happened with the l word that they were actually having the dialogue of discomfort out there just amongst the script right they didn't they didn't really do they definitely didn't do the homework of, of providing like a you know, an honest or compassionate representation. It was, it, it, my perception was that it was the director's and the writer's own um, processing of what, what trans was to them and they, it, and they portrayed it as a um, uh, betrayal, that you would leave your feminine identity mm-hmm. um, when you could That's just so be butch awful. or you could be, there's, there's other options, right? And, and so it was very misunderstood, I think, and uh, I don't know, so but I want to toss it to Frankie. So where do you feel like they're doing it better in the new version? Because I've watched the first couple of episodes, but I haven't, I haven't watched it all the way through. Um, maybe, yeah, mm-hmm. talk about some of those characters because they, they've addressed it through a female mm-hmm. uh, and male character. Um, there's one character, that, it's a male character, but, but he is trans. I forgot, I can't think of his name off top because it's been a while since I've seen the show. He's Asian. Um, but yeah, he was, I mean, the, yeah, the Asian, uh, yeah, he's, he's, I think his real name is like Leo. He's like a really 
a prominent figure in the trans community and yeah they, he's one of the main characters and it's like one of the things that I like to see is is that you know it's not I think that they also give him a good um I mean it, it is from a different perspective because um he is gay in the show and so it's like well no he's bi in the show I believe yes he's bi in the show I can't tell you what happens um if you've only seen like the first few episodes and not into season two. But yeah, he's by in the show. And so you see it from a little bit of different perspective. But also like <laughs> there's a lot of things like people may not know about like being on testosterone. Like being on testosterone like is different for everybody. And so to see um, the difference not only between gender and, and sexual orientation in the show is really important too. You know, um, you know we, we have a hard time coming to that identity, but then end up like, for some of us, it becomes, you know, testosterone makes you um, attracted to males for some people, um, which is really weird and odd, but it, it, it also like, it's, it shows the difference in the, in I guess, just the diversity of what it means to be queer. Like, there's not just one thing you can be, you can be multiple different things is what I'm trying to get at. So, yes. It was very nice. And I did look it up. It's Leo yeah, Shang. Yeah, I guess they're trying to... You were right. The actor is Leo Shang and uh, playing Michael Lee on The L Word. I'm, I'm going to put a question to Camila. And maybe both of you. You know, uh, so again, I like reference my generation. You know, if you listen to Nirvana, you know, Kurt Cobain singing, everyone is gay. Like, I mean, are we all just queer? And <laughs> the, the, the society, like the, the uh, cultural... Societal norms have just not caught up with the reality. I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine. Is there potentially someone out there who could be entire, you know, on all the way on the other side of the spectrum, the Kinsey scale of ultimate straightness, and that someone could be all the way on the Kinsey scale of ultimate same-sex attraction? I can't imagine. Yeah, are we? So I'll put it to both of you. Is everyone queer? No. Yes. I yeah. Yes. Um I, I've actually thought about this a lot recently because I had a I don't know if my dad is comfortable with me saying this. I think it's fine. But I had a really interesting conversation with my dad when the first episode came out of Pop Culture Vultures. I told him, like I had never told him, and I was like, Yeah, I'm bye, by the way. And he was like, Okay, cool. And we had a really cute conversation where he was like, you know, the only reason I think I'm straight is just because I've never really met a man that I I liked. Like I've always met women and I've always liked women. And so Actually, watching Heartstoppers, which is a cute little like Netflix gay show that we'll talk more about in a bit, but like that made me kind of think like maybe it isn't like you're straight, you're gay, you're bi. Maybe it's just that you don't meet the right people that give you that option. Because watching Heartstoppers, it's not like Nick even decides, oh, he's gay. He decides like mm -hmm. he's bi. And he would have never done that if he didn't meet this boy and a lot of shows or a lot of that story where he just meets this boy and likes this boy would have ended where he's like, I'm not gay. I'm not going to like this boy. And that's it. And that's the end. And mm. I almost think that we as humans just like stop our own potential because of social norms and we're scared when there, I think there is the potential for everyone to be like queer or to like everyone or to at least in some, like have that connection with another human, whether you meet that person or not is like a different thing. And maybe that's why. My dad said he thinks the default is bi and that he only considers himself straight because he's never met like a man that he's into. And I kind of, I like that idea. 
Mm-hmm. Or like you said, it's so rigid, right? The expectations of who you should be attracted yeah. to, right? We're from the get-go. It's like every everything, all the stuff we talk about, every form, you know, the majority of formats are a man and a woman falling in love, hooking up. Um, I, I, I'm always curious sometimes with the projection of female sexuality too is, as the idea of sexuality. So then is it that we are all attracted to women or is it just that it's just we're bombarded right. with that idea that it's... And so I love all the new portrayals of like either males with males and just and, and, and showing the actual sex because I just feel like we haven't seen it as arousing and unless you watch porn, right? Unless you, is that, if that's your brand of porn. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I wanted to ask you both a question with that. Um, we were talking about L World being sexy. Well, was it sexy enough? Like I'm, I'm talking about the OG one and even the new one. I, I, I still don't think you see, you don't see body parts. You see, I don't know. You mm-hmm. don't see everything, right? Like, you, it's still sort of holding that same example as mainstream cinema, where we don't see below the belt. We see breasts. We see maybe, maybe a dick. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that on Latin Latinx radio? <laughs> maybe a penis. Um, so I do feel like there's still some... Uh, it's still conservative. I think, but I mean, it has to be. It has to. Be. I mean, it's TV. Like, you know, it has to be. And that's, I mean, to a certain extent, like it's. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's. It's hard to put into words because I feel like, for the community, it's, our entire existence um, has been, like, shut down. Like. To go back more onto like what what Camila was saying, like our existence, like it's just we're all sorry, we're all whitewashed. That's what it is. When when the settlers came here from when the colonists came here, you know we had Native Americans here, and even in like Egypt, they've seen like um, like is it hieroglyphics or something like that where they're mm-hmm. like two men together, you know, and it's like one of like one I I don't remember the name of it, but there was one that I saw online and it was like. Like, this is love, and it was, like, two men, and it was this Egyptian hieroglyphic, and it's, like, one of the most prized possessions of Egypt or something like that. But I may be wrong on that, so don't, like, you know. You're, you're, you're nailing <laughs> but, every culture. Every culture, Greeks, Romans, every culture had mm-hmm. uh, same, you know, it's, uh, it's tribal there. culture. Yeah. I know. It's, I it's, know. It's, so you, it's all there, and it's been there. So you feel like it's it's still white, you know, we're still whitewashing it. Um Camille, where oh, can yeah. we segue we're into st- heart stoppers? How do we? You were segueing into it before. Yeah, How yeah. We, I mean, yeah. we can just talk about it um, because it's really good. Um, it is. It is not raunchy. It's like the opposite of raunchy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's... it's like heartwarming and like lovely. Um, Coming of age story. Frankie insisted that I watch it. I have to decide. I, I have to it. ask one thing. Just and also, did you watch Fire Island? Because I'm, I'm when you're saying that, like coming of age story, I had that same energy there. It was, uh, but a, a romantic comedy, right? More like the romantic comedy, yeah. not coming of age, but that same sort of like real, you know, specific genre, but just done mm-hmm. with yeah. um, other representation. Is it like, yeah, you just feel good when you're watching it, and you get all like 
the warm and fuzzies. It's just like, it's just sweet, man. It's just like, I think I've heard, like you always hear it in the black community specifically, but in the LGBT community too, like people are tired of having the slave stories, the The stories about the kid being bullied and dying because he was gay or whatever. Like, and I think Love, Simon was, like, the straight version of, like, a cute gay romance. And I feel like Heartstoppers is, like, the gay version of, like, a Mm -hmm. gay romance. And it's just, like, cute. It's sweet. Like, so, like, me and my boyfriend watched this episode called The Kiss. And the whole time we're, like, oh, it's going to be dramatic. Like, there's this girl that likes this guy. And then these two boys potentially like each other, right? So we're like, oh, this girl is going to mess it up. Like, she's going to kiss one of the boys, and then the other boy is going to see it. Like, we're we're trying to come up with all these dramatic scenarios that are going to ruin the potential of this couple because that's what we're used to seeing. And then in the show, like, they just kiss. Like, the two, and they just like each other. And it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, it can be nice and sweet and not ruined with, like, all this extra drama and extra, like, pain because like they even acknowledge in the show like they go through like it's not like easy like there are discriminated against and called slurs and stuff but their love doesn't have to be that and I think a lot of people make it like the couple is the problem and it was just so cute it's such a good time you talk Frankie (laughs) it was just I mean it it, uh... it's truly heart-stopping like it's it's what you know, I wish the representation would have been when I was a kid, just in general, like, it doesn't even have to be, don't matter gender, it's just, you know, like, what I wish I would have seen, it's not in your face either, Either I think it's just a really good coming of age story that, like, it, it, it expresses, or not, it, it shows that, like, you know, you can be curious, and you can figure it out, and you can have that space to figure it out, but also like it's just it's just a good it was a really good show and I'm I'm happy that they're doing a second season so or yes. maybe two more seasons or something like that yeah it's just i it's really hard to put into words how how much i appreciated watching the show um but yeah. it was just like like you said, it just wasn't dramatic you know like you expect gay like dramatic sh- movie in yeah, there were, like, bad things, but, like, it it always came down to, like, it just was, like, a love story. Like, it was just a, it was a gay love story, and there was nothing, there was no drama, there was no nothing, I mean, there was a little bit of drama, but, like, it was a gay love story, and it was good. You guys are making me feel the warm and fuzzies. <laughs> yeah. Watch it, it's so Warm cute. and fuzzies. Wait, wait, I want to just, yes, I want to interject so something. Because you get you you know just to even reference what that looks like like I mean when I was in college it, <clears throat> there was someone that was presumed to be gay um, and people were like you know marking up his door and um, yeah like calling him names because um, it made me think of a uh, Stranger Things like I started to watch the, the latest season and the character well. uh, the well. friend Steve's friend is she wants to express oh, Robin, that she yeah. likes someone. Yeah, and she, it's the 90s, so she, or no, it's the 80s, right? That's about, it's in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, it's You just it's couldn't do that. There was not great. Yeah, she, she was saying to him, you can say to a girl and you like her, and then if she rejects you, it's fine. If I do it and she rejects me, I mean, I could be, you know, just be mistreated for the rest of my time in high school or worse, right? Um, 
And you were also both making me think of Boys Don't Cry, which came out when I was right. in my 20s, which is, is, is a very, I mean, I, I recommend you both watch it if you haven't seen it, but it was about uh, Brandon Tina, um, who had been killed for, um, yeah, kill, killed by, by a hate crime. Um, and Brandon oh. had uh, been well-loved in, in his community, um, and definitely was a trans man, and um, the movie was, it's like you said, Camila, like, why does it always have to be like, I'm crying, and it's yeah. devastating, and um, those were, and actually, that was the movie, um, the woman that created Irene Shaken, who does the L word, that was her movie. That was her, her coming oh, out wow. as a director. Um, so oh, I think wow. I think it's really great to speculate what the impact of these shows will have on people that are younger than the both of you. Because um, I thought of Never Have I Ever, too. Did you watch that when the friend was like mm. sort of being secretive about who she liked and um, and then was able... Again, it was like... Not a big deal. She eventually just was able to yeah. talk to the girl that she liked, the woman, you know, the young woman that she liked. Yeah, could you, when, when you think about that, do you think about, or do you imagine what it would be like for those that are, you know, yes. kids that are coming up younger? It makes me so, so happy, like truly, because, so what I really liked that Heartstoppers did is like, there has been this trope in like, every queer every queer thing especially with two men where there's always like in high school if you're bullied by a guy and you're gay that bully will end up being gay and they're gonna like hit on you at some point mm -hmm. and it's gonna it like promotes this toxicity and it's not to say that that's even like not realistic because that does happen a lot but it's just like it's not the only love and they always promote it as like, oh, he was doing that because he was a gay and he hated himself. Mm. But it, and what I love is that Heartstoppers, um, the main gay character, like in the first episode, he did have a boyfriend and his boyfriend was also kind of like that bullied type. Like, but instead of him trying to have this like arc with him where he saves him and he becomes a good person, he just kind of is like, you're not a good boyfriend and like breaks up with him, pushes him away literally physically and like does not engage with that and instead he seeks this like beautiful love and that is a message that I think a lot of queer people need because abuse is very common in the queer I mean in every community mm -hmm. but also in the queer community because there's so much like um internalized homophobia and stuff like that that it is it's scary and it's common and it's like it's good to kind of recognize you can do better like your first relationship does not need to be that mm -hmm. um so I, I love that. And I, I love that kids are just getting like a happy message that they could be happy instead of like all these suffering, like Philadelphia. I mean, it's true, but it's like, Jesus. like Getting, getting different voices. I mean, it's like you're getting to see more of, I don't know. I saw this picture earlier and it just like, oh, there's a lot going on right now with like, um, you know, the new Lightyear movie that just came out and just like, I'm going to pride night tonight. And like, just you know Wait, fill I, us in on know. the light year movie because you both mentioned that and so oh. what, what was the thing because it's on disney right and it's mm -hmm. buzz Lightyear, but yeah. like it goes back in time so what was the what's the sticking point with the with the conservatives there's a there's a gay kiss in it there's basically like two two moms that i've seen the scene it's really not that bad 
um, there's two moms that, you know, they're, they're like growing up basically and growing old together with their kid. And at the end of the scene, they kiss and it's just like, okay, like what was so bad about this? Like, why can't yeah. your, why can't your kid see this? Like what, what is it different about this versus a heterosexual couple kissing? Like there's, there's not a difference to me like it's if just anything insane. it's like wow happy parents exactly yeah. parents like that actually like each other exactly like parents exactly loving parents and like you don't like i don't know don't yeah and pixar there's so much because that was like the little kiss that they fought for very hard to even have because they were told not to and i was analyzing a lot of like because i had in these notes and like disney the way that they do queer representation is so covert and like sneaky and intentional in the way that they like do it and still kind of like pretend that they're they care and like they're performative but if you look at like even disney channel like the 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 um like the actual disney channel like the the channel Mm -hmm. they would never like they never had queer people on it except like i think two years ago or three years ago but even then they would always just mention queer people like oh she has two moms and it would be like oh okay like do you see the two moms interacting together like not really but it's mentioned because it's like that's representation see we we're telling you you exist see like did you have to see like they're trying to like do it in a way where it's like making conservatives still comfortable because it's not like treated like people they're just treated like little side characters and it's so like covert and mean (laughs) And it's like, do you remember the Buster Bunny? Do you remember from like Arthur, um, you know, the Arthur book, the the PBS show? um, So Buster had Mm -hmm. two moms. Um, I just remember this because he was little and he watched it. And I just remember, first of all, I was like, oh, I guess people do watch PBS because I was just like, I didn't even think anybody, right? There's things things where you're like, people are even, they're even paying attention to this. Okay. But oh boy. It was the biggest deal. It had to be, like, discussed in an open forum on the news and, like, deconstructed. Oh, God. And, wow. Yeah, essentially, oh my God. Buster had two moms. Um, and they showed it. And uh, um, I just, yeah, I think it's, <laughs> it is, right? It's so, like you're saying, that like, a mom, a mom and a mom kiss each other, you know, like any other family. And uh, how they lose their mind, like, lose their mind. <laughs> It's, like, it's really yeah. funny though to see to see Republicans see, like yeah. really lose their mind. But the kids it's are just, seeing it. You know, I didn't have that representation when I was a kid in anything. I still turned out the way I did. Like in Yay. if even right. if I were to see to see that that representation when I was a kid, like they're gonna see it eventually. They it's not like they don't go to school and they're you know their friends say something like that's. I just I can't even with with um, conservatives right now just because like with Texas laws that are coming out they're they're trying to it's like an alternative lifestyle or something like that that just came out with the GOP um, it's just it's just a shame and, and I'm really uh, just baffled by by all the hate that we get and just to be ourselves you know like it's, it's like why do you have to put it in our face it's like we're not putting it in your face like. We're just right. trying to be happy with ourselves. Like, God forbid we, we want to like ourselves. Like, God forbid we want to be on this earth. Like, you know, I think about this all the time. Like, the suicide rates with LGBT um, and trans specifically. people are, are, yeah, like, they're high. And it's not because, 
of represent. I mean, uh, it's because we have people in power that are trying to erase our existence. And they've always been trying to for years with the Bible. With it, it's just brainwashing at the yeah. end of the day. They're trying to brainwash us, Literally. and they, and they're you know saying the opposite. You know, it's like I, I just don't really understand it. But you know, we. I feel like it's always we those live with that them, are so. probably, you know, or most likely privately uh, experiencing that. Right? I mean, I I get such a you get like a a vibe off of Mike Pence through the television screen that this guy, <laughs> I mean, I can tell you when I, when yep. I look at him, I say that guy likes leather. That guy likes to be humiliated. I don't know. I can't not see it. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm so perceptive. I mean, you know, um, yeah, he's very rigid. Or, or, or Abbott or even when Bush was in office, I was like, Ooh, these guys, they had a fun experience at their very conservative college with their male friend, and they cannot handle <laughs> how that unfolded. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, yeah, I just want to say sorry, Frankie, because it's we can't make light of it. It was devastating to to see Texas leadership uh, target and attack and try to separate again separate families. Um, say if you're if you're mm-hmm. um, encouraging your child to explore their identity, then you could be liable for some sort of, uh, you know, child abuse, right? Know, that's so um, scary. And it was, of course, yeah. it was, of course, killed down in the courts, but not after mm-hmm. terrorizing people, not after a lot of wasted energy of people that have to advocate for that and go outside of the work mm-hmm. they're already doing for advocacy to go circle back, you know, 30, 40, 50, yeah. 70 years um, I'm sorry. It's it's not a and then you were you were talking about don't say gay too. That BS in Florida. Oh my God! It's yes. very like just resuscitated, oh. recycled. Don't ask, don't tell. Which yeah, it's didn't crazy work. to me that yeah these are the people that say they love freedom of speech that say that you they don't want anyone to take away their rights. But God forbid you say the word gay. And it's also like to your point, Laura. It's also like like saying the word gay is not going to turn anyone gay but the fact that you don't want people to say the word gay makes me think that maybe you think it turned you gay like it's a little <laughs> weird yeah it's a, like it's very like the frogs are turning people gay like mindset is like okay are you afraid just, if we keep saying strange. gay you're gonna finally come you know right be your true authentic uh. self ron DeSantis. i don't doubt it i don't doubt it Matt Gaines, well, the new thing, the new thing is uh, drag shows. Uh, they're trying to. Oh my god! Right. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand. It's I've been you know I've seen drag queens before like once, but like yeah, I don't know. If I would have seen that as a kid, I'd been like, oh look, like you're not. They're just gonna see people in dresses. Like it's not dancing. Well, like, like and the it. and the like exaggerated makeup to like it's kind of like a modern equivalent not to offend any drag queens cuz I mean this very lovingly. But kind of like to a kid in that situation would probably be like the modern equivalent of like a clown and like that's not going to do anything to them like having like someone in like a cute outfit like if anything less terrifying and actually mm-hmm. pretty <laughs> like saying like <laughs> fun things or having like cute dances like it's such a weird and it really bothers me that they're going after that community because that's such like a not vulnerable but but kind of vulnerable. Like if you Very want to vulnerable. make rhetoric like that, it's they were just minding their own business. It's so upsetting. I think you I know, know I, but... I don't want to disagree. I mean, I think if 
If you do see like people expressing themselves honestly, well then you will be excited to express yourself honestly. So I think it's just a tool yeah. tactic, right? Maybe a very Christian tactic. Or, yeah, control. Or very, yeah, like if uh, I don't show them what their world could really be, then I can control them or they can, um, yeah, they they are who I want them to be. Um, those Those parents... They, I don't know what they, you can't control, you, you know, you, there's only so long you can um, manipulate uh, a child. And, and yes, maybe it can carry into adulthood, but at some point there's a, a reckoning or an awakening, right? Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, again, it goes to, yeah, like Frankie said, like people have been doing drag since before time began. This is mm-hmm. not, these are not new forms of personal expression um and then we elevate fem, you know femininity and beauty and that the standard of the ideal yeah. woman so of course there's going to be emulations and replications of that um and it's fun like also makeup is fun <laughs> wearing heels like it's fun like i guess why do you want your kids to have fun in their little like freaking just guns like gun toys like intimidating they're so intimidated by the numbers of you know, who's mm-hmm. coming up the ranks in, in voting, that they are just pushing back on everything they possibly can, women's rights, queer rights, you know, uh, racist po- as racist policies as, as they can get, um, as that last breath. I don't know, I keep saying that, like dinosaurs that are gasping. But let's get back to, let's get back to shows. Let's get back to shows because I, I mean, media is so powerful. Media has, it, it just has that, that skill to present something in, in a way that it's palatable to people and it wakens something in them and they're never the same. Yeah, I was yes. going to say, in on like um, old people and their mindsets kind of like dying. Sorry to old people listening. But like, um, okay. the um, it was really funny. In we are Glee, done with them. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, in Glee, they had like a really cute love story between these two girls Santana and Brittany and Santana is Hispanic Mm -hmm. and she told her grandmother and her grandmother was very homophobic and very like I cannot accept you I do not accept you um stuff like that and there was a really interesting quote that I literally think about like once a month I like genuinely where Santana or no Brittany goes up to the grandmother like her girlfriend and she kind of says like well it doesn't really matter what you think because you know what right now we're having generational turnover and do you know what that means that means people like you are dying and your mindset <sighs> is dying and soon we will be there and we will be in power and your your granddaughter can live the happiest life without you and it was like Harsh but true think right? about it Harsh all the time true. <laughs> yeah so true mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, when my aunt, my racist aunt was was like, I'm going to have to learn Spanish to be in the U.S. I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are, dummy. So you better get to it. (laughs) You're sure you got you're right on track. (laughs) (laughs) Because you were you were already irrelevant. Yeah. I know it's unfortunate because there's not all old people are bad. There's some there's some people. I mean, there are people that are. um, uh They've been through what we have been through in the 20s, 30s, the 40s. I mean, progressive thinking or, um, you know, living in reality, acceptance. That There's always been a culture for that. It just hasn't gotten, um, it has not been perpetuated in, in modern cinema and television. And so, yeah, it always stayed so hidden, right? Um, 
We did. We I'm used to have an activity. Shows. Okay. I was gonna say I'm looking at shows. Cause I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to find one show that I used to watch when I was a kid. Um, it was like on MTV or something. Or maybe it wasn't on MTV. I don't know. I feel like MTV or like Degrassi was like where I kind of began Degrassi. to like see these different parts of who people are. And so like I'm looking, I'm trying to find the show and there's a show called Faking It that was on, um, I guess, MTV. And okay. it had to, I, it looks like it had to do with like, um, Faking I don't know. being straight? Fake, I don't know if it was faking being straight or faking being gay. Okay. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, two best friends decide to come out as lesbians, which launches them into instant celebrity status. That's great. Oh, God. Oh, that's right. actually horrible. That's done wrong. Oh, wow. Well, I'm, I mean, MTV, but dang, that's upsetting. MTV also had the, the like, um, gay version of The Bachelor, or, like, their version of it, and it was, like, wildly offensive, and everyone was, like, a gay stereotype. It was, like, super scripted. It was very not great. Um, yeah. I know, and Tila Tequila was on MTV, too. Did you guys ever? Yes, that was, like, the bisexual whatever yeah, Wait, yeah. and then they ended up becoming very conservative. Tila Tequila. Tila um, Tequila. It was like the oh, biggest deal because they were uh, they were bisexual. Um, oh, and she's a neo-Nazi sometimes too. That's great. <laughs> she's definitely. Oh, well, you want to have representation, right? But you want it to be well thought Not out, that properly Your representation, written, yeah, authentic. I like, yeah. that, I like that there's some shows yeah. that you all watch that I have watched and they're just different versions. Like Degrassi, Degrassi High, there was a, like a 1980s version and then you were all mm-hmm. watching the 2000 version and then there was some 1990, you know, in the 90s there was a version. Um, and they always have, I remember they had a Spike Hat was pregnant and that was like a big deal. And I just feel like that had, I feel like that had more impact, just that knowledge, right? It was like a denorm, you know, making it normal, that this happens because it was happening in our high, in my high school. Um, so I just mm-hmm. remember, yeah. I think even the smallest, like you're saying, like Buzz Lightyear, there's a kiss. We were talking about Mitchell and the machines. There was like the one line mm-hmm. where the main characters referred to as they, or they insist to be preferred. It was very brief, right? It was so brief. Who saw it? Did you both see it or just me? I saw some of it, but I, I did see how it's super it, subtle. It, it was it was it was it was different, and I saw some other stuff at the beginning because I think I fell asleep to it. Um, but I did see some stuff, and I was like, "Hmm, yeah, no, this is this is an interesting movie because there was other stuff that also I think hints? hinted to it." Because I only saw I don't one remember hint? off the top. So you're saying there was I don't other remember ones, off the though, top, but it was very subtle. I think there right? was. Yeah, it wasn't anything like in your face. It was really really nice. Um, yeah, but I feel like those little moments have so much impact yeah like my son recognized it too and and then I, I think I told you he was like duh mom and I was like because I was like yeah what is that? and yeah like you're so old fat, you know big no big deal so he's like but he's like 13 right mm-hmm. he's 12, yeah. 12. Or 13. 12. so he's 12 so like exactly like that's what I mean like these these kids like they my 12 year old cousin knows a lot more than what I think he knows. And I that's just because I talk to him and I'm like open with him and like, hey, 
you can be cool with me. Like, I'm not, I'm your cool cousin. So, <laughs> yeah, these kids, they, they know, they know a lot more than, than you think that they do. I was going to say that the, there is trans representation in Heartstoppers, and I thought it was very cute and, like, subtle the way they do it in the beginning, because it's, mm-hmm. they go to, an, like, an all-boys school, and they have mm-hmm. a sister all-girl school, and they, they have, like, a friend group of four people, and obviously it was, like, four boys, because they were in the boys' school, and then um, they kind of just talk about, dang, I miss Elle, like, I wish Elle was here, kind of signifying, okay, so Elle was a boy, Elle went there. And then they just kind of say, but now she's in like the sister school. And then you kind of meet that character. Mm-hmm. And the main focus is never that she's trans. It's just like, oh, yeah, she went to that school. She was bullied for being trans. She left to an all-female school. She transitioned. And it's like, it's just, it was just cute. It was just like, oh. And then she has like a whole little love story as well, like side to it. And it focuses nothing on like, oh, will he like a trans girl? It's more just like more scary because it's like she's in love with her best friend and that's like that's Mm -hmm. that's scary situations i've been there that's a nightmare it's a very Mm -hmm. high risk scenario (laughs) so like so it was just cute that it focuses on that and not like anything else it was very euphoria vibes i liked it just the subtlety you don't want to name the subtlety of her your favorite trans character right now that you've seen um i was thinking um, if i was to name um so Blanca on Pose, like I think just because I'm from New York and I like her, there's like a scrappiness. There's also like a, there's a, there's a confidence, but it's like a lot of courage. Um, and so, yeah, that character just pops out for me. Um, yeah, I get very transfixed when I'm watching that show. Do you, <laughs> all, do you both have a trans character? You're like, Yeah. I think mine is gonna be yeah. very basic. <laughs> mine is like Frankie, you go. mine is like like gender euphoria, like like gender envy rather. Like you give me, but there are also other trans guys. So like uh, there was a trans guy on the Fosters. Um, mm. I think his name is Elliot too, right? Could yeah. But yeah, I think his name is Elliot. Yeah, I think in, like, it is. Real life. Yeah, he's he was what like is it a really. What about him? What is it about the character? Just the way that he looks, like it, he's just a trans guy that's super like, you know, good looking. Like it's just like what I wanted to be, you know. Like so that was it's <laughs> always like the gender envy of of somebody that's also trans is is also like oh damn like this is how far you've came, you've come in your transition and this is how you look. So and then um. Uh, what's you are Frankie I'm by the way right the can shout out to our fellow host Frankie is wait is this appropriate this is I'm also Frankie's boss I can't say right guapo guapo you know there's no uglies there's no uglies on this podcast <laughs> yeah I'm I'm the trans representation of Latinitas um but yeah no it's it's uh who else I'm trying to think of the other person that I was thinking about and I can't think of him I was going to say Elliot Page, but I've never seen him. I didn't see him in the new show that he came out with. But, you know, when it comes that time, then I'll see. But I loved Elliot when they were in Juno. Um, I feel like I always related to them in some way, especially when they came out. I was like, oh, okay, well, duh, this makes sense now. And then they came out again, and I'm like, oh, well, it wasn't just me. <laughs> so. I love that. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting for the new season of Umbrella Academy. I'm very excited. 
Yes. Mine is so basic. I feel like there isn't a lot of trans representation still. So even like when we talk about it, it's not like, like I like Elle in Heartstoppers, but she can't be my favorite because she's like just a side character and like, you know, but um, I guess mine has to be like um, Jules from Euphoria, but season one, oh, just yeah. because... I love her season one, not season two. We're not, she doesn't exist in season two. But like, just because like, I like, I have like such a crush on Hunter Schaefer. Like genuinely, I like, oh my God, she's my celebrity crush. But in like seeing her in that like little skirt and like outfit is like, I want it. I love it. I love her character. So like kind hearted and like cute and just exploring her stuff and like having fun with makeup. And I like resonate with that. So I just, I love, love her, love her so much. Are you all ready for the next phase of sort of pop culture development? I mean, I mean, trans identity is also, it's still pretty monolithic. I think it's still like getting its, its bearings and I, it, it'll be exciting to see there'll be diversity in that identity too at some point. Um, because I think we the tipping point has happened. I don't think we're going back. Um, mm-hmm. And they can push and, and scream and shout and prohibit the word gay all they want <laughs> and we're never we're not going backwards i know like, i think we're gonna see more Mm-mm. i was always curious too like the term like will there be an evolution of how people are addressed or how we identify um what is yeah. who's trans who's queer yeah i mean it starts in like job applications <laughs> i feel like yeah like it's it's the simplest things um are the hardest things sometimes um, you know, filing for insurance is hard. Uh, doing anything that, you know, going to the doctor is hard. Like, God forbid, like, I get called my, my birth name at the doctor. It's like, you know, like, it's, yeah. it's, it makes your heart race because you have to get up and you have to go. And it's just easier for them to say your last name. That's what I've learned is that just say the last name because that's what coaches do like i don't know <laughs> less less information like i don't know but um i don't know it's just hard to do simple things um it's hard to go to the gym um it's just hard to to it's just like worrying about how other people perceive you um in these spaces and whether People are going to know. I mean, for the most part, like, I don't have a problem. Uh, But, I mean, it is difficult, to say the least, just to, like, You feel like the the programming you're seeing, Frank, it's making it easier? Does it give you a sense of relief watching it, or are you just left hungry for more? I mean, there's always room for more, and I think that there, there, it comes a point to where there's lack of representation in certain, it's not just trans, you know, transgender people it, it it has to do with the, even in the lesbian community like I feel like there's not a genuinely a genuine movie that appeals to the lesbian audience that is representative of who they are as like they're cool. okay like lesbians are real messy like I've been a part of it but like <laughs> there's not there's not like a real movie or, you know, something that shows that. I mean, the L Word did a great job of showing how literally messy it can get. Um, but it can get very messy. And I've thought about writing a movie like that. You know, you never know. You should know. write it. I should write it. But um, I'm just not a part of that community anymore. And I don't identify with that community anymore. So it's just like, 
there's not you know there's not room like there's room for it and i think that there there's there's more movies that are coming out there's another movie coming out with uh, billy eichner um i can't think of it right now but it's basically a, a gay love story i think um there's another movie that has to do with like a little bit more like uh there's a lot more asian representation in it i forgot what it's called but it's it's a like an LGBT movie and it looks really good. Is that good. Fire and Island? It's, that might it's, have been Fire Island. It's interesting. Yeah. No, I don't Bo think it's. Yang. Is it Fire no, Island? I do want to watch know. Fire. There's, I mean, be. there's two Asian main characters in that. Um, uh, Bo and Yang and the other character I have to look up. But, um, well, my mind went blank when you said Fire Island yes. before, but I have been wanting to watch it. Yes, that's I the one. I loved it. That's the one. But, it's, it made me all teary. Um, well, one, I've been to Fire Island, right? So it's always like <laughs> for straight women, <laughs> mm-hmm. you you ride a ferry over. It's really pretty and like scenic and picturesque and it's real woodsy. There's like deer walking around, but and beautiful people, right? Beautiful. A lot of men. It's definitely like a, a gay destination. So it's like beautiful, <laughs> right? And so you, you're taking the, the, the ferry over. You're on the beach. You're surrounded by hotness and then at night you know if you're we were straight female where'd all the guys go it was like you know they're like none of them are at the fair <laughs> they are in the the areas that are designated for you know uh, for the gay guys they're out yeah having their own time so i always that was always funny if you hadn't kind of known that fireland like that was its vibe um you were left kind of <laughs> curious at the end of, hey what happened to all the I mean, models, like, just gorgeous people. Um, but it's a really sweet story, too. It's just a, it's just like a romantic comedy straight up. Kind of like, you know, Frankie, you're saying that, you know, that Billy Eichner movie is going to be real similar. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just like, it's like just what you needed on a day where you're like, oh, today was kind of, mm. <laughs> um, I was I was going to say, I've been watching... I'm ashamed, but I know you, you're. We're all friends here, and Camila will. You know, she's <laughs> not going to judge me either for watching The Real Housewives. But they, their their most recent season in New York, um, they had their first black character, and then the, the oh, finale God. was like That's the finale got kind of weird. Like it was a lot of like skin on skin, them hugging each other. They all like took their shirts off, and there was like a lot of like. What? It wasn't kissing or it was really, really, and and um, so it, so one. I wait. I'm going off on a tangent. So they had a moment I'm gonna, where it I'm looked like look this up. They, it was getting really erotic amongst the housewives, which I've seen that before. I've seen that before. Like so, one. It's interesting on that show. It's so taboo. Anything queer is so taboo, right? And even even their gay friends, they have to kind of like they're just like helping them get dressed or whatever they use them for. Um, but it, it came up the just even addressing people as they and one of the most problematic characters in Ramona was just like I don't know what to say it's like they them it's so hard, oh, Ramona. It's so hard. <laughs> uh, and so, wait Ramona's so an weird. annoying one right mm-hmm. so they it, but it came up it was like wow you know I I mean I'm yeah. that show is infuriating and it's it's you know founded and created by a gay man who's who's created this homophobic, you know, model. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was interesting that it was, not only did they were getting woke regarding race, 
like these very racist people. Oh, but they were also having to address other kind of inclusion. And then it all ended with like this super erotic, you know, almost like that's like so weird. <laughs> what sleepover girl party movie genre that you'd see in the eighties? Yeah, it's super. I'm like, is oh anyone else watching this? Am I the only one? I wanted to watch something stupid this week, so I I succeeded. Um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna recommend. It's gonna be my recommend to both of you to watch this because I feel like they're they. The end. I don't think they've ever had a queer character, and I mean that show's old now. What is it, like no. ten years old or more? I mean, That's more than that. There's no. I remember real- the flipping of the yeah. table. New new Housewives of New Jersey. I remember that. That was like core memory for me. That's so weird. (laughs) Prostitution whore. Prostitution whore. And then she like flips the tape. We're going into some. We're going to have to put a warning label on this one because I I said the D word. I said prostitution whore. It's not your usual Latinitas fair. I'm going to have to put explicit on it. (laughs) Explicit. Wow, and so but yeah, very weird. You you both you know sold Heartstopper, so I'm gonna have to watch that. Hopefully, we'll get Camila to catch up on the L word um, because it's just Please. societally. I think you need to watch it if you're gonna be a media critic okay. and end up getting your PhD <laughs> in media media critique. I recommend you both to watch <laughs> Boys Don't Cry, but have your huggy person next to you because it is a it's a heavy movie. It's a beautiful movie. But it is, it, you know, it, it is traumatic. But yeah, I don't know. How do you guys want to end this? From what note do you want to end it? I took it down a sad road. <laughs> Maybe, you know, just like on any other show, like could we speculate what is going to be the next queer storyline that we haven't seen yet? Queers and nonprofits? <laughs> <laughs> Queer president? That we've had. That we've had. We've probably already had one. Yeah, definitely. We've had a few. (laughs) But like, apparently Abraham Lincoln. Apparently Abraham Lincoln. That was like the whole. You know, they always portray him Uh, as sort of like introspective and and a challenge. You know, he's always, uh, you know, mental anguish and. Oh, and then John F. Kennedy. I always heard John F. Kennedy. JFK. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, Definitely. the things what about that and his house? like best friend. Yeah, yeah. no, there's so yeah. much. The photos they have together that are like public like, photos. A, it's he's like peeking out from behind his butt. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, it's it's very. It's very, it's one of those things where it's like, if it wasn't the president, you would have just thought they were gay. Like you would have, like it would have been so assumed, because yeah. it's like, why, why do you have your, why is your best friend going everywhere with you? Anyway, um, what I really want to see, I feel like we don't see at all, hmm. like, um, non-binary stories, like, just non-binary stories, or just, like, honestly, asexual people, I feel like, are crazy underrepresented and very, mm-hmm. like, mis, um, misrepresented. misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't fully understand what that is, and maybe that's why they don't want to, like, explore that with a character, but I think that would like that's something in the community that needs to be explored further especially like non-binary so prominent um so so that's what i want honestly i want like a whole like a little spectrum show that's like fun and cute and that's an idea that's i mean sex education does a lot of it like they explore i was gonna bring that up 
Yeah, so I was gonna bring that up. I don't know if Lori've seen Sex Education, I seen that but my it's, boyfriend it's loves probably that show. Should. the mother. Is it's like probably a like one of my favorite shows. All right, I'm getting big <laughs> yeah, organizations to watch it. It's such a good show. Like that that show so makes good. my heart so happy. Um, just you know, waiting for the two main characters to finally get together is just really hard. Yeah, and so. and also like that has good representation, and that's something oh, yeah. I think that's interesting. Both Heartstoppers and Sex Education are British, and I kind mm-hmm. of wonder like even though we're trying to make all these laws in America, like that's not going to stop representation because two of the shows with like the best representation are not in this country. And they're going to continue to, like, go on, create more queer stories, even if, like, there's some weird... Literally. So good. You should definitely watch it. So good. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for season four. Is it season four already? Four now, yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah, it's such a good, like... I recommend everybody watch that show. I'm like, can you watch this show? I told Autumn, can you please just watch this show? Just watch it. You know what? I think as we... When we began this conversation that we were going to do this podcast... You know, we had a couple of ideas of what we wanted to talk about. And then as we've been talking, yeah, it just keeps unfolding how many more gay, lesbian, queer, trans characters we're, start, we're getting to see. I mean, I was even thinking while mm-hmm. we were talking, I just watched Hacks and the, the, the young cam- character on that show is bisexual. And there's a whole exploration of like, you know, what does that identity mean? And of course, there's an older character in that show. It's about comedians and she doesn't understand why she would you know, be interested in both sexes. Anyway, or all sexes. Um, wait, go back, delete yes. that, because that would be pansexual. So I'm getting lost here. I'm getting lost. You guys hey, cut me off. <laughs> that is pansexual. But hey, pansexual need the representation too. That's true. Yes. Yes. I've only met they one need person the that has, has identified that. Way. You know, I, you don't hear it a lot. I don't hear it a lot. Do you think you? Are I feel you like I hear it quite a bit now. Yeah, I feel like in the younger generation, I kind of do. Yeah, like I, I feel like not to like out her or anything like that, but like I feel like that's what <laughs> Autumn is. You love who you love. Well, I mean, we have discussions, and she's yeah, like it's just yeah. it doesn't matter who what you are, like it's just you, you, and that's kind of what it comes down to. Like you just love the person for who they are, and not really anything else. Like just you know. Yeah. What is the word? Um, personality matters. I hate the like misconception that like bisexual people don't like trans people or can't because that's like so not true. I mean, that is for some people, I guess. But mm-hmm. I mean, for me and like in my experience of bisexual people, that's very not true. It's more how I was explained. It was like you actually like sexes if you're bi, like you're attracted to them. And if you're pan, you're more attracted to like the person and care less about like the the stuff. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. I was explained, but I feel I like they're the same thing. They're they're like there's definitely the like sister related. Yeah, yeah. Sexualities. I think um, we're definitely this this. But yeah, there needs to be more part two. I think we're gonna have to call for a part two because I'm already thinking about Shit's Creek, and I gotta go do other stuff. Oh, yeah, I think Shit's Creek. Just Shit's Creek. Yeah, I know. I when you that. talk about pansexual or bisexual. It. Oh my god, you're killing me! I have not seen it. I've I need heard to it's watch so it. Good. Listen, the the second person, third person this week who's told me to watch shit, Shit's Creek. My it's sister hilarious. the other was like, "Haven't seen Shit's Creek?" And so he's like, I watch "Yeah, it. the main character is, you know, he he identified. He said, I like the, I like the wine. Like the bottle doesn't matter. He's like, I'm just, I'm just interested oh. in Aww. the wine. That's how he. Nice. That's a good. That's a really good way of saying that." <laughs> 
So, so thank you. recommend, but yeah, I feel like we've only scratched the surface. 